I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Oh my god, Rose is going to get packed in ice. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, proud Gen Xer, born in 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Jenny, it's nice to be back! My god. I haven't seen you since Christmas. I know. <laughs> How was it's your trip? So nice. Oh, the trip was nice too. Shut up. Can you explain that church or cathedral that you took a picture of? Um, the Sagrada Familia is a cathedral built by Gaudi in Barcelona. And it's been under construction for like 140 years or so, um, which is not really that much for a cathedral. But it's, like it's under a modern... construction, like they're repairing it? No, they've been building. It's a new cathedral, which is weird. And it's designed by who? Gaudi. He's a he designed a lot of buildings, architect that designed a lot of buildings and like um, is he contemporary? When is he alive? I mean this would have been a hundred years ago. More than that. Hold on. So how oh, so he designed it and they're building it according to his plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. He died yeah, he died in nineteen twenty six. Okay. R. I. P. Um, Antonio Gaudi. Yeah. So he built a ton of stuff in Barcelona. It kind of has this like organic, melty kind of like feel to it. He has a ton of buildings there, but um, this is the cathedral and it's crazy. And the last, I saw it in 2015, but they've done a lot of work on it since then. And you weren't able to go up into the spirals, Mm -hmm. like the high thing. So we did that. Mm -hmm. And uh, you take an elevator up and it's high. I mean, I think I posted the picture. Oh, I didn't post a picture of the view yet. I Mm -hmm. will. Okay. Of the view. I mean, it's high. It's like the top of a friggin' spiral of a cathedral. Sure. And to get down, you take the stairs. I guess you could probably take the elevator, but like, they're never going to be able to get everybody up and down in that because no. like it's so narrow how you have to mm-hmm. walk through. So I, I imagine they reserve the elevator for like people who absolutely need it to go to go back down. So everyone's going down these stairs, and they were like these crazy spiral stairs. That didn't have a banister on the one side, and you could see all the way down to the ground. Nope. I'll put a picture nope. of it. It was crazy. No. Wait, I'm holding hold, on. Hold on. Hold on. There's nothing on either side of you? There's a banister on the other side of you. Oh. So you kind of like, 
like I'm not somebody like my fear of heights is mild. Like I was up in those things and that was fine. Like if I feel like yeah. I'm sturdy, I, I'm fine. Like it's not the actual view of it that bothers me. But this felt unsturdy. It kind of felt like you're on a mm. ledge almost. Okay. Even though like it, you're you're on stone, like it's solid ground. But yeah, it was like I felt like I was getting vertigo from it. Like it was no. crazy. Nope. And I'm like inching down the stairs. There was a bunch of people doing this. It wasn't just me. But like I got a, I actually got a cramp in my one um, quad because like I kept doing it one step at a time. So like only my one leg was like really doing all the work. <laughs> Oh my god, I'd be totally freaked it out. It was bad. And then my friend Ryan, I'm like, you have to get in front of me. Because like if someone's in front of me, it was just better. Yes. It was super. I'll put I'll post the pictures. It was insane. Please do, because I feel like I need to see this. It was insane. Okay. Um, Jenny, nothing much happened here. I no. mean, you know my home is being invaded by a beaver. Yes, I heard about mm-hmm. this. We have a, a creek going through our yard and a beaver has decided to dam it. And the creek has now turned to a pond. Yeah. It's going to be can, a lake soon. You can hear him chewing. Oh, God. When you go out at night, you could hear them chewing the tree. God, they're destroying the trees. Real crazy. I mean, that's what beavers do. Do you know why they chew trees? To, to get wood to build their dams? No. Why? Because their teeth oh, never stop growing. Teeth? They never stop growing. Oh, fuck. So they have to keep filing them down and then they were just like what the hell is built some dams i guess <laughs> we're gonna have all this lumber might as well use it all right that'll be my next index card okay there we go all right jenny um before we start today i want to shout out a very special mimi who sent us a request around christmas to please do a shout out for her sister she was like offering to throw money at us <laughs> and because i'm an idiot I did not see the message. So we want to shout out Catherine, who is Megan's little sister, and just say it's it's ca- happy, happy National Catherine Day. I, so Catherine's the younger sister? Yes, and I'm going to say it's National Little Sister Day. No, so it was funny because I saw the questions going back and forth, and one was like, is she your younger sister? Of course she is, because only an older sibling would like do this kind of thing for somebody. A younger oh, sibling would never oh, do this. Oh, okay, because you're so thoughtful. <laughs> you're always doing shit for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that why your Christmas gift that I bought you is still sitting downstairs? Like you oh, can Christmas give a fuck? Gift. <laughs> First of all, everyone buys me a ton of shit to take on a bus. I bought her soap in the shape of gems and rocks. I thought you would like that. I do like it, but I had so much shit to take back in my bag that I had to do a prioritization exercise. I mean, it's no it's no Titanic soap, but, you know. Okay. How much decorative soap do you think I can have in my house? <laughs> all right, Jane. Today we're looking at Little House on the Prairie, Season 9, Episode 17, A Child with No Name. I think that's the name of it ironically it is okay can you give me a description please Uh, and i'm just warning everybody i'm still having a little bit of voice issues well Um, they're gonna love this because i am i am too a little bit because i have i get like nasally whenever i fly Mm -hmm. a lot well i have the cough drop in i have the water oh thank god i don't know it's just it gets dry in there like the desert go ahead with the birth of a beautiful baby boy in the spring, it appears that Laura and Almanzo's family is now complete. Oh, God. Okay. Now. Can I discuss that this is written by Don Balak? 
Directed, directed by, by Victor, Victor French. French. And let me tell you, there's some shitty ass, bad, horrible directing here. There's bad directing, but Laura was a pretty good actress in this. Laura is a good actress, despite the bad directing. Okay. So we open on Jenny Wilder running scoop speed to get Doc Baker. And she's like, the baby's coming. The baby's coming. And a Laura voiceover tells us that last just now this math is not going to add up. I'm just this telling math is not going to add up. And also, no. it's not like this was the end of a season. And then they're no. starting a new season. Like, Mm-mm. did they just have like a year time jump between the I two guess. episodes? I guess. So Laura voiceover tells us last December, which would be 1888. They had two things to celebrate. First of all, this writing is atrocious. They had two things to celebrate, Christmas and Rose's birthday. And then we found out I was going to have another baby. So in the late summer of 1889, and then the voiceover fades, and we get a close-up of, hey, everybody, with Doc Baker. Because what year would Rose would have been born in, like, be Rose should be, like, a two- or three-year-old child. Two, at least. And that baby is not two years old. I think three she should be. That yeah. baby is not two years old. So, hey, everybody's like, hey, everybody, I have a baby. The baby has a baby. <laughs> and they're super excited. Doc Baker's like, you are the father of a fine and healthy son. Like, everybody's, you know, Jen, they're going to get Little House because everybody's happy. Yeah, uh, 100%. I was like, yeah, here we go. Later, we see them at Doc's and the baby's a week old and they've brought him to Doc's already three times because they're so freaked out that something is wrong. I mean, to be fair, Laura's like, boys don't survive in our family. Yeah. Laura like brings up some trauma and she's like, you know, the only time my father had a boy, he died. And Doc is literally like, oh, shit, I should have remembered that. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I'm telling you right now, this baby's perfectly healthy. Oh. That's kiss of death. Kiss of death. So now we see church and Rev is welcoming the baby into the church. But did you see Rose? I saw Rose. She looks pissed at this drain on her resources. (laughs) Jenny, uh, the baby has no name. Who does this? Is this a thing? No, this is not a thing. Was this this an old timey thing? Are you sure? I mean, like that maybe. they didn't name them till the christening or some shit? Well, it's... No, I don't know about that specifically. But I'm talking about, shouldn't you have had a, a name ready to go? They thought it was going to be a girl, so they didn't pick out a boy's name. Apparently, it's taken them weeks to do that. And I will say this. At the end of the church scene, I rewound this and watched it 17 times. Wow. Because I heard somebody go, hey, everybody. And I no. thought it was him. And I almost no, you died. Didn't. But it wasn't <laughs> no, him. Didn't. It wasn't him. It wasn't him. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to watch this focused in on Almanzo and see if his lips move. But it wasn't him. So now we're at home and Almanzo forces Rose, who is not 21 months old, which is what they're trying to tell us she is. That baby yeah. is not that old. Yeah, I didn't to think so. Kiss, kiss her little brother. Kiss this her little brother. This was so gross. This was so disgusting. Mm-hmm. The three of them, hey, everybody, Laura and Jenny, decide they're going to discuss names. Yes. So Jenny throws out Nathan and Laura worries that people will call him Nate. And then we get some weird like waxing poetic on how did nicknames start? Well, I guess they were picking out the name. I guess for a girl they had picked out Elizabeth. And you know what feels like that? Isaiah feels like that a little bit. Why don't they just name it Isaiah? Oh yeah, they could do that. Because what nickname are you going to give Isaiah? Right, exactly. 
Okay. All right. So Jenny then suggests Almanzo Jr. And I just wrote, Jenny, you're full of bad ideas. Yes. Just stop. We don't need a second Almanzo. And Almanzo's like, if he was going to be a farmer, fine. But if he grows up into something better, he should have a different name. Right. Well, and it's really funny because Jenny's like, everything I come up with, someone finds something wrong with. It's like, I feel seen. (laughs) This is like every day at work. So Jen, at one point, um, Almanzo says he should have a name like Theodore. And Laura says, everyone will call him Teddy. And I just wrote, in 10 years, he'll be wildly popular. Yeah. They don't know that yet, though. Nope. So he says, okay. All right. Hey, everybody's like, hey, everybody, I have an amazing idea. He's a baby, and his last name is Wilder. Let's call him Baby Wilder. All I have on this is goodnight, <laughs> generic baby. <laughs> All right. Now, the next morning, they wake up, and Laura's like, wow. Baby Wilder slept all night. Now, every mother I have a listening question. to this knows, no. I'm not a mother and I have a question. Mm-hmm. I mean, you never have to wake an infant up, right? Like, Very rarely. Like, do they do they ever sleep through the night, like a week after yeah, they're born? Yeah, they'll go through periods where they'll sleep, like, five, six hours straight. You know, I and these guys like, are probably getting up at the crack of dawn. It's probably I mean, like I feel like if I got a, if I woke up and the baby was totally silent, I had a good night's sleep, I would panic. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but I'm saying that you do panic. Your instinct would be to panic. Yes. Yes. Yep. So every mother out there is just like, ooh. And it was was pretty bad. Okay. So Laura, or hey, everybody gets up and leaves the room, and Laura goes to get the baby, and he's cool. I just wrote, this was really hard for me to watch. It was was traumatic. It was really traumatic. Yep. And the way that Laura reacted was so realistic to me. Yeah. I don't know if this was her acting or if it was Victor French's directing. Uh, I don't know because there's some other like dramatic emotional scenes that are very badly directed. So I don't know. Okay. okay. I feel like this is Laura. Okay. Because she, she like backs up and she's like, manly, 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 yeah. like going yeah. into hysteria. No, it's, really, it's really well acted. Yeah. And then she's like, there's something wrong with the baby. There's something wrong with the baby. And she's doing it. Like I've been in that situation where you're saying something like you don't want it to be true. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like she was brilliant. Melissa Gilbert, if you're listening, I hope we're back in your favor now. (laughs) After like six seasons of criticism. (laughs) No, it was really good. I was stunned. Now let's get to some bad acting. So, hey, everybody comes in and Ben's down and he's feeling the baby and he's like kind of shaking the baby and he goes, dear God, dear God, dear God. That was horrible. That was direction, Mm -hmm. too, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Mm -hmm. And Jen, cut cut to the funeral. funeral. Cut to the funeral. (laughs) And can I just say, we're cutting to the funeral. This is all in the first 10 and a half minutes. Yeah. 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 They didn't like, there's no, there's no pacing. That no. is, is thought no. of here. No, there was like, hey guys, here's what happened over the last year that occurred between the last episode you saw. The last when we saw the last two, which were home again. Yeah. But I feel like even if they announced before that we missed it that Laura was pregnant again, there's no reference to it or anything in any of those other episodes. No. no. And then they're just no. like, Hey, this is what happened. You know, a year went by between 
these two episodes in the middle of the season and here we are it's so sloppy it's just so sloppy it's really bad all right so doc baker rolls rolls in in late late. did you write it that way wait did you write that too rolls in late i wrote doc is late for the funeral what the fuck oh i wrote doc rolls in late i thought you wrote it the same way well he literally rolled in so he rolls in late and he comes up to Laura and she's like, get the fuck out of here. Yep. She blames She's him. basically like, our baby is dead because of you. Get our names out of your mouth. Yep. And everybody is stunned. And Rev comes over and he's like, Hiram, maybe you better. Maybe you better. Yeah. Take off. Okay. So he leaves. Now, a few days later, Doc is moping through town. And Edwards, the, the mayor, flags him down. And he tells Edwards he hasn't had a patient in two weeks, that they go somewhere else. They go to Sleepy Eye. They go to blah, blah, blah. They go to blah, blah, blah. And Edwards is like, this ain't fair. This ain't fair. And Jenny, I have a comparison to make for you. What? Doc is very similar to low energy Jenny. What are you talking about? Mopey Doc reminds me of when we get low low energy Jenny. Whatever. (laughs) Fuck off. I mean, I guess the 77th death was the last straw for everyone. I I would put a million dollars on whatever funeral we go to next, Jenny will be late. Okay, whatever. Okay. So now he heads to the mercantile. it's your funeral. (laughs) Yes. You'll be in jail if it's my funeral. (laughs) He has quite the shopping list, and Harriet gives him the cold shoulder. Harriet! But first of all, how is he running out of everything if he has no patience? <laughs> a. And ha- also, she's like, oh, or Nels is like, I'll have Willie drop it off. Have we learned nothing from the fucking Albert ordeal? <laughs> I know. From the Albert sitch. I know. Suddenly, Willie's the good kid now, I guess. Mm-hmm. So after he leaves, Nels rips into Harriet. Oh, yeah. I've never seen him yell at her like this before. This this was crazy because I'm like, this fight was insane. Like, the, this is where Nels decides to take a stand. I know. I after know. all this time. I know. Like, that would just run around being racist and shit. You could tell this is just a completely, like, it's like, this is where the town decides Doc Baker's not a good doctor. This is where Nels decides that he's going to finally stand up to Harriet. Like, what the fuck? I know. It's weird. So he rips into, he's like, Doc Baker is a fine man and he's a friend and you better be nice to him. And Harriet calls Doc Baker a quack. <laughs> and Harriet says, Doc murdered Laura's child and even Laura believes it. And Nels goes, Laura's a disturbed person. Time will bring her around, but you have no excuse. And Harriet says, it's time you noticed the whole town has turned against him because he's a terrible doctor. And That's she a- starts crying. Again, it, it, he killed like a hundred people and they're just realizing this. <laughs> now, Jenny, at Doc's, Floyd shows up. You know, the Floyd. old that we like. Floyd is like 116. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope I live this long because I will not give a fuck. Like, as soon as I turn 100, <laughs> I'm going to just start burning houses down. <laughs> okay. And then I'm I'll just, just pretend I forgot I burned the house you down. You know what I'm going to do when I turn 90? I'm going to start smoking again. (laughs) Are you like excited? Are you waiting for that? Yes. Yes. So Floyd comes in and he's like, I'm worried about Florence, blah, blah, blah. turns out it's his mule. This is a throwaway scene. Let's see if Doc Baker can keep the mule alive. Basically, it's there to tell us that Doc Baker is only good enough to work on a mule. 
Yep. <clears throat> okay. Later, Edwards comes in. Doc is trash. <laughs> well, I like how Edwards like, what's wrong with you? What's going on? Like, like Edwards doesn't know. <laughs> and he's passed out on his desk. Oh, my God. Who hasn't and been he, there? He made a mixture. And I thought for a second Edwards was going to put a bo- bottle of that in his pocket. Yeah. I mean, Edwards mm-hmm. had to be like, oh, this is hooch. Edwards smells it. And he says, this would raise a blood blister on a rawhide boot. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I really wrestled with that one. I tried to figure it out. I still can't. Yeah. I don't know what it means. Edwards is like, look, dude, this is not rock bottom. Like, I've been to rock bottom. I beat the shit out of my wife and my kids on my kid's birthday. (laughs) I think I know what that means. Hold on. So, like, like... Raising a blister, right, is like when you you rub your skin and like it, you know, like it, it's it a, a blister forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And skin is like soft, right? And like yes. rawhide boot is really tough and hard. So like to get a blister mm-hmm. to rise out of a rawhide boot would like you need something very intense, strong. Okay, all right. I don't we'll, know. That's my we'll guess. We'll buy that. Gen X pro tip: Don't rely on us for anything. Okay, so in church, Jen. They're bringing in the sheaves. No, first of all, can we talk about how Doc says he's going to leave? Oh, yeah. Doc says he's leaving. And I say, you know what I say, Doc? Fucking leave these motherfuckers with no medical care. Yeah. See what happens. Fine. There's already no law, no saloon. Yeah. Why? Let's get rid of health care. In church, they're bringing in the sheaves. And Rev gives (laughs) some weird speech that I can't even untangle. It's some weird, passive aggressive guilt trip, sort of, kind of. Yeah, he basically says, like, I'm the leader of the church, but I'm not the spiritual police, but I'm bound to respect the opinions of others. Like, it just is real no, weird. what he's saying is he is the spiritual police. Like, he is mm. the spiritual leader. But this is a social matter. Like, this is an interpersonal relationship matter. So he feel I think he feels like it's not his jurisdiction. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> so he basically tells them... Uh, um, Citizen of Walnut Grove for 20 years is leaving tomorrow and it fucking sucks. And we're on my and Laura, And Laura gives him the stink eye. Yeah. Now, that night, Rose is crying. Almanza goes to her and Laura's like, something's wrong. Like, he's been crying. She's been crying a lot. Something's wrong. All of a sudden, Manly's like, oh my God. She, or no, Manly's like, oh, hey, everybody. She's absolutely fine. Right. But Laura's like, you idiot. She has a scolding hot fever. <laughs> How did Manly not recognize the fever? Because <laughs> he's a moron. God. So Manly goes to get Doc Baker. They're fighting about it. She doesn't want him to get Doc Baker. And he's like, he's all we have. He's all we have. <laughs> the understatement of the century. So he goes, he gets Doc Baker. Then Jen, tub of ice. Oh my God. Rose is going to get packed in ice. <laughs> I just wrote, oh my God, oh my God, Doc is packing rolls in ice. No wonder why you love her so much. <laughs> so we discover that Rose has smallpox. I have an index card. <laughs> What's the deal with smallpox? So the disease that Rose has is smallpox. Before it was eradicated, smallpox was a serious infectious disease caused by the virola virus. It was very, very contagious. That's the scientific explanation. Three out of every 10 people who contracted the disease died. So that's like 30%, 33% death rate. 33.33333333% wow. death rate. Wow. Thanks to the vaccine. That's terrifying. 
Yeah, thanks to the vaccine, this disease has been eradicated from the U.S. since 1949 and from the planet since 1977. Mm. No one knows where it originated from. There were findings with smallpox-like rashes on Egyptian mummies, suggesting it's at least 3,000 years old. There were earlier written descriptions in ancient India and China. Those who survived often had bad scars. Mm -hmm. The last recorded case of smallpox occurring naturally was... Ali Mahal Malana in Somalia in October 1977. But the last person to die from smallpox was Janet Parker in 1978. But it, she didn't contract it naturally. She was a medical photographer at England's Birmingham Medical School. She worked one floor above where students were conducting smallpox research. Mm. That kind of shit scares the fuck out of me. That's weird. Like yeah. there's something going on around you that you don't know yeah. that's dangerous. That you have no control of. That you have no control of or even knowledge of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The world was officially declared smallpox free on May 8th, 1980. By 1984, several countries had destroyed their stock of smallpox vaccines. Now there are only two locations that officially store and handle the virulous virus. The CDC in Atlanta. Man, I hope nothing ever happens to that place. Mm-hmm. And Vector Institute in Russia. You're not going to tell us how it's starting to make a comeback because people well, are vaccinating their so, kids? Well, but we don't, to be fair, we don't get smallpox vaccines anymore because it's eradicated. Okay. So we didn't even get them. Like okay. our parents did, but mm-hmm. it was gone by the time we were born. So, or mostly gone. So they don't give them anymore, but it is making a comeback in monkeypox. Monkeypox is similar to the smallpox vaccine. Or the mm. smallpox. They can even use the smallpox vaccine. I mean, oh, it's good. not as deadly as smallpox, thank God. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's... It's scary that some of these things are coming back. But there's other diseases that are making comebacks. Because people are... Infa- but this one is one we... It's not a matter of people not getting vaccinated. Like, polio is that case, right? Yeah, like, yeah. you yeah. were vaccinated against polio as kids. Um, I don't know if... Like, were your kids vaccinated against polio? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Um, Because, like, if it's something that we're still vaccinating for, there's still a risk, very high risk of, not a high risk, but a a, a risk that it could come back. This was gone, gone. So, like, it has to escape from a lab or something for it to, like, come back. I turned my complete blind trust over to my family doctor when I had the girls. What? You want to vaccinate them for XYZ? Go ahead. Yeah. Well. Whatever. Eradicated from the planet. Something okay. that killed 33% of the people infected. Okay. All right. So go science. Go science. All right. So where this, are we? This is pretty serious and deadly, especially in kids. Yeah. So Laura's in some kind of weird trance and Baker tells Laura, we can cure Rose, but this is really serious. And this I is really serious and super contagious. Why don't you all just stand around here? <laughs> I actually have something written about that. I wrote, why don't you all gather around? I'll tell you how contagious this is. Well, Jenny says something, doesn't she? I don't know. I don't think so. She says, why don't we have it? Yeah, I'll get to that. So she says, sure, but nothing, nothing is going to change my feelings about what happened to my baby boy. Whatever. And Doc's like, you know what? Whatever. All I care about is Rose. So now they realize that the family picked it up in Redwood Falls when they traveled there and the incubation period is three weeks. So Jenny's like, why don't we have it? And Baker's like, you all mm, might have it. Yeah, might. Yeah. So like you basically all are stuck here together. And if you didn't, you're probably going to have it now because mm-hmm. I'm just telling you to stand all here. So I wonder if that's what happened to the baby. 
What do you mean? Oh. Like, I, they never said, but like, was Laura exposed while she was pregnant? I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Time infant mortality was yet. high then, so who knows? Yeah. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So now Instacart driver Edward stops by to give Doc <laughs> his order. Well, and then Doc is like smallpox and like, you know how that triggers Edward. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Edward's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm gone. So Laura says, this isn't working. And Doc is like, we have to keep going, Laura. Give her as much fluid as she could possibly take. And from now on, we're only going to touch her with boiled clothing, washing our hands with alcohol, blah, blah, blah. He says she's getting blisters, so we have to make sure she doesn't touch her face when they appear. All right. So I wrote, so when you get really sick in the 1880s, your doctor just literally moves in with you? There's well, there's nothing they can really do except they have no tools at this point for a disease like this. They have they have sanitation, right, which is what he's doing with the alcohol and with cleaning mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. and they have like packing ice to get your fever down. Like they don't even have aspirin. At but this like, time. why does the doctor have to be there for this? What else has he got going on, Aim? <laughs> that's true. That's true. He could get back to that swill he was making or whatever it was. <laughs> So Doc sends, hey, everybody and Laura to bed while he stays up with Rose, who is clearly an infant and is not 22 months or whatever she's supposed to be. Clearly, clearly. Now we get a caring for Rose montage. And then, hey, everybody runs into the barn and tells Doc, hey, everybody, the fever's broken. So well, now- first of all, the, the faking sick that Rose did was unreal. Oh, here we go. <laughs> right? Jenny, you're such a fan of Rose. What would you think of the acting of her brother? 
that's first of all, it's not her actual brother. Do you know she's twin? Yeah, I do. Um, her brother just was there, like that. It was basically a prop. <laughs> he was a foil for her to act off of. Yeah. So now we see that she has blisters on her belly. And Doc says she'll be totally contagious for 10 days. So come here, everybody. Get closer. Look at these blisters. (laughs) First of all, that was so gross, those Mm -hmm. blisters. Mm -hmm. And yeah, why don't you all stand here and look at these? But he says, hey, the fever's gone. So at least now, like, she has a chance. Okay. So Edwards heads into town now to pick up supplies. And he runs into Harriet. And Harriet tells him no matter what Doc does, he can't make up for what he didn't do. And Edward says, talking to you is like talking to a Chinese pack mule. Wow. And she says, you're rude. And he says, you're ugly. Dumb scene. Wow. Back to the Wilders. Can we discuss that the cabinet behind them has like 800 pieces of China in it? It does. Fuck. Can we discuss that the music is crazy in this It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's constant. It never lets up. It's it's like if you have to tell your emotions through music, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. So finally, Doc tells Laura and Manly, it's over. Guys, it's over. And she's going to be fine. And Laura starts to cry and Manly puts her to bed. And I put, the violinists must be on coke because they have not stopped <laughs> for 27 hours. There's like, <laughs> so basically it's 10 days later. Shannon Doherty's prayers have worked. Yes, there you go. And she thanks God, Jen. And now this is Jenny. She thanks God and she thanks Doc Baker. Yep. And he walks out and he's sobbing. And did you notice the sign on the door? Yeah, like don't come in here. Smallpox, keep out. Jenny, I'm you need get, that sign. I'm going to get one of those. Yeah, you need that sign. <laughs> I'm I shocked you didn't have that sign on our, your teenage bedroom. <laughs> but then I remembered, no, you just had a lock and key. Yeah, I locked it. So... <laughs> Guys, my parents let her have a fucking lock and key on her bedroom. I hate you so much. With the specific purpose of keeping you out. Yes! Yes! (laughs) Okay. So it's morning at the Wilders, and Rose is back, and she's eating, and she's up, and she's like, looks good. And Laura's Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, So I had a key to my door to my bedroom. Mm. Mom and dad also had a key. That was the deal. They had to have a key to it. Yes. So there's one other person living in the house. Right. And who did not have a key to it? Okay. So I used to steal your like makeup and shit. You used to steal all my shit. But I could never take your clothes. I couldn't fit into your clothes. You just used to take all my cool shit and you would try to pull it off and be cool with it. Yeah. I didn't want those fucking pewter statues. <laughs> Jenny, Rose is back. She's fine. And Laura, I love how Laura's like, where's Doc Baker? Yeah. Where do you think? I was going to make him some pancakes. Oh, my God. Manly's like, dude, you treated him like shit. What are you talking about? So then Laura's like, I have an idea, Manly. Go hitch up the team. Okay. Okay. And, and then she's like, I'll hurry up and get dressed. Like, I feel like there was no hurrying up and getting dressed. In no. These days. And there was no hurrying up and hitching up that team. No. This would take them like an hour. It would take them an hour. So depressed Baker is leaving his office and rips down his Hiram Baker MD sign. Throws on a bench next to it. Litters. Can he we discuss to- how he, he's looking at his watch, right? Waiting for the time. 
for the stagecoach? Sure. Do you remember when you used to have to like find stuff out on paper? It freaks me out. I can't even believe we used to live like that. Like, like he had probably had like there was probably a newspaper with like the times of the stage or like they were posted somewhere. Yeah. <sighs> Remember that mm-hmm. shit? When you want to go to the movies? I mean, because we were pretty, I feel like our adult life, like the internet came fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in our 20s. Mm-hmm. But do you remember when you wanted to go to the movies? You'd have to like open the fucking newspaper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you wanted to know what was on TV, you had to open the TV guide. Oh, I remember TV guide. Mm. Because eventually they got those channels where the TV guide scrolled on it. Yeah, that was nice. But before that, you had to go to the paper TV guide. You had to find pe- people who are younger than us. You had to find shit out on paper. It was wild. All right. So he's leaving town and stagecoach rolls in and he's trying to say goodbye to everybody. and Nobody's around. Which I'm is like, what suspicious. day is this? No one's around. No one's in town. The mercantile's closed. They're losing yeah, business. Fuck. Stagecoach rolls in and just as he's ready to go on it, everybody comes walking out of church. So he must have just forgot to check the church. And apparently nobody drove there because there's no there's wagon. No cars. They must have hid their cars behind mm-hmm. the building or something. And I just wrote, why does this have to be so elaborate? Like, why isn't it just as simple as Laura coming to town, finding him and apologizing? Yeah, that would have been better written and better directed. Like, why does this have to be the whole town met and yeah. they had a meeting, but we don't know what the meeting was about. Yeah. Because here, here, here's the whole thing. Hey, everybody goes, we had a meeting and we've decided like we have a good town here. And sometimes when towns are together, they become like family. And sometimes like families, they get off track and we hurt one another and we're just scared. So what was the meeting about? Right. Right. Was the meeting about Laura's behavior? I I don't get it. So Laura goes up to him and she's like, look, dude, basically raised us. We took you for granted. You were always there. I just couldn't believe my baby could die. So I struck out at you. You know, I hurt you. But Doc Baker, you know about healing. And Rose is alive today because of how much you care. Please don't go. And then a few other people say shit. And then Baker goes, all right, who's going to get my bag? Well, Laura's also like, I can't believe something like this would just happen. It's like that literally happened to your brother. (laughs) Yeah. And probably 10 other people she knows at this point. Yeah. So, Jen, then Edward says, everyone into the restaurant. Everything is on Mrs. Olsen. Can we just do that? Can I just say everything's on Amy? Let's go in this restaurant. Good luck. Good luck. Um, Jenny, What? Are, who's to blame here? Laura. Laura. Hmm. She handled this badly. She did handle this badly, but like there was Oh, she no, was traumatized. Right. There was no treatment for trauma. No. I think I think I'm gonna blame Doc Baker. You're gonna blame Doc Baker. Yes. For setting for her up as like this baby's a hundred percent guaranteed perfectly fine. Here you <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah, he was a little overly enthusiastic. Yeah, like maybe he should have just been, well, like it's the 1880s, so this baby's as good <laughs> as it 18, can be expected. It's 1889, and we don't know what the fuck's going to happen, so like let's just, until they're three, just be right. tense. Right, just be like, the baby seems okay, Laura, but you know. I also think Laura had an instinct that something was going to happen. Mother's yeah, I intuition. think so too. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
All right, Jenny, at the end of every episode, we look back on a theme or a lesson, something we take from the rewatch, talk about how it stayed with us and affected us. We call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. What is your why for this episode? This is why you should always give people honest feedback about their job performances. Because, <laughs> like, if, like, Baker's all shocked and stunned that everyone turned their back when, like, no, dude, like, you're just not a great doctor. You never have been. And, like, you should just be like, oh, I lost another one. Sorry, guys. Yeah, <laughs> my sorry. Bad. Sorry, my bad. Um, Jenny, I have... This is why you can't relax, not even for two fucking seconds as a parent. No, you really can't. Even when a doctor tells you this kid is 100% fine. Can't believe it. Don't believe it. Trust no one. When you think your kid slept through the night, don't believe it. Yeah. When you think your kid is okay is when your kid is not okay. Or when you think they're not okay, they are still also not okay. Yes. Correct. Correct. All right, Jen. This sounds sounds amazing. This was a short one because we're really into some shitty stuff here. Yeah. So, um, for anyone who listened to our episode last week, I was like not going to cover the orangutan episode, but then we got into an argument. Jenny went to Banana Town. (laughs) I've. Who's with me? I feel like everyone (laughs) will go to Banana Town over this. We'll just relocate the Mimi Bees to Banana Town. We only talked about it for like two years. It was the only thing keeping me going through season seven. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And then you're like, let's not do that. What the fuck? I know. So Jenny, now's your chance. Go ahead and tell everybody what's coming up next. Coming up next is we're going to do, we're skipping 18. We're going to do season nine, episode 19 for the love of Blanche. (laughs) <laughs> on his way back from Sleepy Eye, Isaiah Edwards meets up with a dying old man because there's always one on the road, whose last request is for Isaiah to take care of three-year-old Blanche. We are finally at the orangutan situation. It got so bad that they had to give Mr. Edwards an orangutan, guys. <laughs> I mean, Whew. this is the the death throes. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. little house. This is bad. This is bad. All right, guys. So thanks so much for listening. If you haven't already, check out our Patreon where we're covering My So-Called Life and Rock of Love. The link is in the show notes. Um, And if you haven't already, check out our Mimi B group where we, I don't know, put cool stuff. Yeah, it's really cool. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.